Nursing Review podcast is an audio extension of the national nursing publication, Nursing Review, available in print, web, e-newsletter, offering the latest news, trends, interviews and insights in nursing education. Subscribe to Nursing Review today by going to www.nursingreview.com.au and click on the no-obligation four-week trial subscription link. And now sit back, relax, and enjoy our latest Nursing Review podcast. Research from the University of Adelaide has highlighted shortfalls in the consultation process surrounding new medical technologies. I'm joined by study lead Dr. Jackie Street and PhD student Adelina Lopez. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Jackie, why are consultation processes for decisions surrounding new medical technologies so important for patients? I think they're particularly important so that uh, governments make the right decisions when they publicly fund technologies. And when we talk about technologies, we're talking about everything from uh, drugs and vaccines through to particular services or pieces of technology such as a a stent in in a heart patient. So it's really important to make sure that we make the best decisions and it's really important to have the patient views in making those decisions, particularly these days when uh, patients are so much better informed and uh, are seen as partners in, the, in, the, um, in medicine, in their, in their own care. And Jackie, what problems can arise if these processes are not seen as appropriate? I think it's not that they're not seen as appropriate. It's more that if they're not particularly effective, if they don't really engage with patient organisations. And the sort of problems that can arise are that technologies that are really important for patients and make a huge difference to their lives are not funded uh, or are uh, underfunded. And um, that can have an enormous impact on on those patients uh, in particular. Adelina, what did the study look into in particular? Um, We um, studied two processes from federal advisory committees that make, um, they give advice to the Minister of Health uh, relating to uh, new technologies, uh, the funding of these technologies. So we interviewed um, patient groups that did take part in these processes some that did not, but people were expecting them to take part, so we wanted to understand why they did not take part. And we talked to the advisory committee members uh, to find out what their opinions were about the process, if it was good or not, and if there was something that could be improved. And Adelina, what areas were found to be contributing to the lack of consultation processes? Um, we identified a few issues. Um, One of uh, the problems is that uh, patients don't know these processes exist, um, so they are not well promoted. Um, People uh, don't understand uh, what uh, the language used in the documents, in the policy documents, so it's really hard for them to answer and to give their opinions Uh, in relation to that. um, You also have some uh, confidentiality agreements in regards to this process, Due to the nature, the policy nature, so uh, it's the process is not transparent. So people don't understand how it works and how uh, their contributions are going to to be used in the end. 
Um, another problem is that people don't have enough time to answer to these questions. So sometimes they receive these documents, they have a week, two weeks to answer, but they need to uh, talk to other patients. They need to find out what the main issues are for different types of patients. And this, this takes time, um, and sometimes they don't have this time to, to answer to uh, these advisory committees. So these are the main problems uh, our participants identified. And Jackie, what needs to be done to ensure consultation processes are satisfactory? Well, I think at the moment the, uh, the government has a patient representative on advisory committees. Sometimes they have two. But those patient representatives are not—they're not proactive in the way that they engage with patient organisations. So they don't go out and connect with those patient organisations. The patient organisations have to come in and identify for themselves that they're going to be involved. And I think perhaps we should have a pro, that patient representatives or um, other individuals in government should be uh, funded to actually be much more active in the way that they engage with organisations and to provide some training for those organisations to actually uh, be involved in the process. But then I also think that we should be better in the way, and this was identified by some of the representatives and uh, advisory committee members, they should be uh, clearer in the way that that information that the patient organisations provide, is how that is used so that the patient organisations know better uh, what type of information is useful for the committee to make their decision. So I think that's a couple of things. And also one of the other things that uh, people identified is that we're not, governments are not engaging with an, a wide enough group of patient organisations. So they tend to engage with the what are the umbrella organisations, those organisations that represent a range of different patient diseases or um, disorders. And they're not engaging with those grassroots patient organisations that are what, just one disease or disorder. So I think it's quite important that those... And, and because of that, patients don't feel represented properly. And so I think we need to change the the way that we, that we engage with patient organisations to include those more grassroots organisations. So they're the main points that we found in our research, in our engagement with organisations and with uh, advisory committee members. Nursing Review podcast is an audio extension of the national nursing publication Nursing Review, available in print, web, e-newsletter, offering the latest news, trends, interviews and insights in nursing education. Subscribe to Nursing Review today by going to www.nursingreview.com.au and click on the no-obligation four-week trial subscription link.